Welcome to the Edge of Sports Podcast. I'm Dave Zirin. This week, we've got an interview with WNBA aficionado Helen Wheelock about the forthcoming WNBA finals between the Connecticut Sun and your Washington Mystics. I also have some choice words about Israel canceling the FIFA Palestine Cup. Very important issue that's gone completely under the radar. I also have Just Stand Up and Just Sit Your Ass Down awards and more. But first, courtesy of my show, The Collision, on WPFW 89.3 FM here in D.C., let's talk to Helen Wheelock. Helen, how are you doing? I am excited for this series to happen. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah. Now, I think the way people are talking about it, and of course this is a D.C. radio show, so please check me if I'm leaning a little too much in that direction, is that the Mystics are clear favorites. Do you, mm-hmm. do you feel like the Sun have a chance, and how do they win this series, if so? Um, you know, I think there, there are two teams that were uh, identified at the beginning of the year, of uh, the season, as, as the two teams to watch. Um, Mystics in particular, because of uh, just they've got all the elements that are coming back for a second. Uh, swing at the title, they were... Swept last year, but Elena Deladon, their extraordinary star, was was injured. MVP. MVP. She's just so smooth. She's so smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and a delight to watch on the court. But um, they've got every single piece ready right now, um, the Mystics do. Sun, um, they're, they recognize that people are calling the underdog. Uh, I think ESPN tossed out the role players. Um, but you can greater than the sum of your parts and the spirit and fierceness of the sun um, has been extraordinary John Kill Jones is one of their leading rebounders um, she's just she's a pogo stick with hands that just the ball comes to her and they have up their defense and the rebounding I think they're gonna have to do that because you've got two front court players for the mystics that are just fierce and, and Misa Mandela Don mm. and I think their spark plug is um, uh, Clarendon was was the the Suns' point guard, and um, she has grown into something extraordinary as a human being, as a leader on and off the court. And had an ankle injury that just took her out. And I think in my heart, I was like, "Ouch!" Mm. Because so much comes from the leadership uh, of the point guard to really pull, and I'm going to use the, the term deliberately, role players and build them to be bigger bigger than the individuals. Now, Um, you you mentioned... Oh, sorry, go ahead, finish, please. I would say, but uh, Courtney Williams has stepped into that leadership role, um, and it's just her her blonde hair and her her big spirit (laughs) have just been uh, a lightning bug uh, bug for the the team that's gathered around her and follow her. Um, So it's exciting. Now, do you you expect this to be a high-scoring series? Do you expect this to be a grind? What do you expect the rhythm of this series to be? I, in again, you know, it's interesting when 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 it when the cup gets this close. Um, I feel like people tighten up. Um, doesn't matter what the profession is. Suddenly you're like, Yee! but what I've seen in the last in the two semifinal series is just like everybody letting loose and seeing where the chips fly. Um, the Mystics uh, have are. are just amazing scores all around. Um, I feel like they want to outscore. They want to outscore. They are scores. Everybody loves to put the ball to the basket. Sun, um, we're letting everybody score <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, until the playoffs. They were just it, they were not doing a good job on defense. They've locked it down and swept 
the sparks um, pretty handily. So I still feel like um, both uh, both head coaches, uh, Mike Tivo and, and um, Sonny Disblank, they're, they're willing to go for it. I think there, there's no fear. I think there's no fear. I think that um, Kurt, uh, Kurt Miller, just the, the coach, wants wants his team to succeed and knows that letting loose the reins is the way to do it. Um, mm. So I think I think it's going to be. I mean, don't, you know, we always want high scoring. Yeah. Um, but I think I think you've got team players that somebody who's that somebody's going to surprise you. Somebody's mm. going to surprise you. You're gonna, you know, both these teams know each other. It's a small league, so they they played with each other in college, after college. They know each other's games. Do you have a nominee for a surprise player of the series? Mm, I think Alyssa Thomas might be it. Um, she's 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 ding, you know, dinged up. Her, um, I read somewhere I think she's gonna have shoulder surgery on both shoulders. Um, yeah, so she's playing hurt, but. But she's doing what she needs to do. Um, I said John Cole Jones is just this elastic rebounder. Courtney Williams is just extraordinary. I think, um, but I, I, I'm looking at Thomas to be like, let me let me just be the glue that you can rely on. Now you mentioned John Cole Jones. I mean, she's mm-hmm. six foot six. You describe her, I think, correctly as a pogo stick. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I mean, as a Washington Mystics fan, do you feel like they have an answer for John Kell Jones, or is this series just going to be about how much John Kell Jones is able to dominate? I think it will be It will be interesting to see how Emma Meesman, um sticks up to her. Um, there, you know, you, you look at you look at height and you and you recognize that height is not not the only thing. Do, do, can you get off the ground? You know, can you slide a piece of paper under your? Do you have elevation? Um, do, what's the length of your arms? Can you pull the, uh, your other post players out? Somebody like Mason and and, and Don can do that because they can shoot the three, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think it's, it's it's that chess match. It's it's you know, post is all about positioning, repositioning, re repositioning, position like. And then releasing. Um, I, it's hard to go against. I mean, last year, Emma was not uh, on the court for the Mystics. Deladon was banged up. Um, this year, and, 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 you know, I was born in D.C., so I've always been a D.C. supporter, but I, I'm also a New York Liberty fan, and I, I, I've got some leftover 1998 residual bitterness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I, I look you at some old team. Nikki McCray gear. By chance. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just, it's you know, history is history. I mean, what's the point of, of of loving the WNBA if you don't know the history of it? And everybody has their own personal hook. But I know and I remember when the Mystics just were awful, just mm-hmm. awful. And I, I look at what Mike Tebow's done and what the community has done to rebuild the relationship with the fan base. Um, they historically had huge turnout, and I think. They were very patient fans, and the fans over the last couple and a half years have had to relearn to trust this team, this um, program, and I think they have. And I, I sure as hope, uh, you know, they need to come out and support that team. I love the coverage that the Washington Post is giving oh, them. Yeah. Um, it just is extraordinary. And then have, have you been to the new? Have you been to the new arena? 
Uh, no, I've not. I mean, I've it'll not. be packed out for this series. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, and then on the flip side, then you, you know, because because of the way of the five game series, let's hope we have five games that goes one and one. So then you get to go to to Connecticut, where again you're going to get great coverage. Uh, there, I mean, I would say the, the Suns Twitter game is is unmatched. They're just spicy and 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 fun, and they're really doing a, an amazing job of engaging the community, the fans. Um, having like being serious but also having fun and i know that the megan sun's going to be packed so the environment is going to be extraordinary and and you can still get into the game so go to the game uh, but i i feel like um i mean it's funny to look at look at both teams because just in terms of their, the, the the team colors you've got red and you've got orange and then you've got blue and blue like it's going to be hard to tell the teams apart mm-hmm. and i think in terms of the fan base too i don't i don't i want i just in this case, I just say offense. I start cheering for offense um, and skill. Now, one player who we will be able to tell apart is, of course, the MVP, Elena Deladon. Mm. I wanted to ask you what you feel like she must do to secure this series for the Mystics. Is it just do mm. what she's been doing, or is there another gear or part of her game that you would like to see flourish uh, to, to bring this series home? It's a really... Um, there was a, a great description of her, because she, she's got the mask, um, uh, literally to mask her nose, and then they talked about it was a double level mask, like her calm visage. That she is, she is smooth. Um, I I think that that's who she is, and you know I think that there's a hugely deep fire that burns in her. I think she's been dinged up her entire career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking just forever, and and has gotten a little bit of a Oh, it's going to be her knee. Oh, it's going to be Lyme disease. Oh, it's going to... this is a low that she's lifting and that she's found. I think that uh, I feel like she's driven, and I think that she is willing to take the team on her on her back and say, "Yeah, this is our time. Let us not be distracted." They they have some veteran leadership, and she is the leader. She's the person who's going to get everybody focused and say, "Don't let anything distract." Mm. Take my calmness. They they don't need hype and and ferocity. They they they've got that fast from from Tolliver. I think they need a center core of calm to weather the the fire of of the Connecticut Sun. Mm. I mean, the sun's just going to come at them. They they've got nothing to lose, right? Um, they'll they'll play. They'll be sassy. They'll they'll try to get to you. And I think um, part of what was delightful about the Las Vegas. Series that that the Mystics just won is there was some back and forth and Liz Cambage is a, a, the Australian is a, a she's just a, a, a delightful I don't know keep on using the word but just a wonderful piece of work she she, she is a world she class no, bleep talker exactly she, she has no chill too she's just like mm-hmm. come on and and Connecticut was it was like they have a little bit of that that drive and and edge too so I think I'm looking at Deladon to do all this thing she does. I mean, and there's nothing that she doesn't do. Now it, it will be. What can she can she shift to what she needs to do? She can deliver points. She can also deliver rebounds. She also can deliver the ball to other people. Now I am obviously going to end this interview by asking you a prediction, but before I do, 
I wanted to ask you for maybe a, a broader assessment of the WNBA season because we all know when the season started, there were all these questions about the injuries to the stars mm-hmm. and about the stars stepping away, like Diana Taurasi, uh, mm-hmm. Maya Moore stepping away, uh, Brianna Stewart getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like this was a season where new stars emerged and gave an exciting product, or do you think the this this was a year that the league pretty much had to weather? I think there there was definitely a, because so many of those injuries happened at the beginning um, that there was a sense like oh we're in trouble who are we going to but because some of and it, I mean it's part of the game injuries are part of the game but what I've what I'm feeling and what I'm sensing from the league as a whole is that this is a time where the the rookies, you know, the the new crop of there was a huge battle for for rookie of the year, and and if I may say the the second to fifth year veterans have elevated their game, and um, there's been a little space for those stories to come out where they haven't been able to come out to, mm-hmm. um, you know. For all its successes and its challenges, the WNBA is still a new league. It's still try, trying to find its um, space on the table. And one of the things that's been extraordinary is if, is the, the uh, ground roots efforts have re, been reignited. I've seen extraordinary uh, commitment to coverage from from the, the print media. Mm-hmm. It's not just been in the hands of advocates like me who are like, I love this game. I believe in this game. It deserves respect. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I honor the, the NBA players who step out, but I'm also a little like, you know, the game is the game is the game. Um, give yourself a chance to ex- expose yourself to something new and exciting. And I think that the new players, they've committed to their, you know, their fan base, their outreach, their, their leading social justice and not apologizing. Uh, those movements are at the front and center. They're embracing that. Parents have stepped up and advocated. Um, uh, Lloyd's mom, is Gwendolyn, has been like out there, like support the WNBA, like making her own media content. We've uh, we've got Courtney Williams' dad is like the king of the big heads. Like it's been, you know, I think for a year that started like ooh because the CBA is 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 up for discussion. We were waiting on a, is, are we a new president? We've got a new commissioner in terms of uh, Kathy Engelbert. There's a lot riding on what's going to happen. Um, but I think what I've seen is the voices and brilliance of these, these players and the fan base have come together to celebrate and say, we're, we're moving forward, you know, hop on board. We, we accept any bandwagon members because it's cool to be like in the in group, but we want to expand that group. So I'm, I'm excited by what this series can do um, and the leadership that the players are going to offer the league as a whole. It is their league. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a bigger league uh, around the players. It's not centered around five names. Um, and I think those five people, you know, I think a Tarasi and a Maya Moore and a, and a Subert willingly, but they don't want to be the face of it. That's, mm-hmm. That that exclusivity then puts all your eggs in one basket. And Not, not to put you on the spot or anything, but did you by chance uh, hear the interview I did with Maya Moore on the Edge of Sports podcast this past week? No, but I've been reading about her her choices in terms of uh, the 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 uh, injustice system, as if I may be saying. Um, sure. And I'm I am honored that she is advocating and and finding where her voice is. Yeah, definitely. That's, she she's a, a quiet, brilliant woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the league. 
That is you the know? league. And what she did is absolutely unprecedented, yeah. too, like from a sports history perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you get a chance, check out the interview just because it's, it's kind of cool. Um uh, I'll just, just tell everybody out there, I'll just say you can go to soundcloud.com slash edge of sports and check it out. It's also on my Twitter feed at edge of sports. But I have to ask you before you go, you've been so generous with your time. I have to ask you before you go for a prediction for this series. I, I, I can't. Oh. I can't. I can't not say the mystics. Yes. I can't. Good. That's what our audience wants to hear. So please. It, it, it's you know I'm you know I, the, the DC should be a state and they yes. should have a championship. Boom. You know, when was the last mic drop. DC? Okay, had a championship. Come on. Yeah, mic Come drop. On. This is and such a hoops town. Everybody in the DMV should be there. They should be there. Yeah, it is a hoops town. You know, Carol Lawson. Like the DMV has been key. It has not been. Honored, we've got some Maryland folks all playing on the Connecticut team there, so there's no excuse not to come in and celebrate um, what they're going to do, which is whether or not it's in three, four, or five, you know, DC. Wow. This is WNBA aficionado Helen Wheelock. Helen, how can people follow your musings about the series? Uh, as, as um, in, in the land of Twitter, I'm at Women's Hoops Blog. Um, and uh, I'll be mouthing off about that there all the time because you got to watch the game, y'all. Got to awesome. watch the game. Very well put, Helen Wheelock. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Dave, for uh, giving us space for it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much to Helen Wheelock. We'll be back right after this, after a word from the sponsor of this podcast, The Nation Magazine. Okay, look, the need for independent journalism has never been more important, and the nation brings it each and every week like they've been doing since 1865. I'm serious. This is what you got to read. It's The Nation magazine. Go to thenation.com slash subscribe, and please never forget that when you support The Nation magazine, you are also supporting the continued existence of this podcast. So please subscribe. Go to www.thenation.com slash subscribe and now back to the edge of sports podcast we are back on the edge of sports podcast now i've got some choice words about israel's canceling of the fifa palestine cup okay look before the right-wing noise machine became obsessed with defending this mobster president one of their pet crusades was keeping politics out of sports As the white nationalist Fox host Laura Ingram had the gall to say to LeBron James, shut up and dribble. These same forces, of course, never care about keeping politics out of sports if the politics involve right-wing athletes, militarization, or hyper-nationalism. The cold truth is that they only want to keep a certain kind of politics out of sports, the politics of resistance. When oppressive state forces flex their power onto sports, that is either cheered or ignored. It is for that very reason that none of these mouthpieces are currently upbraiding the Israeli government for injecting the most brutal kind of politics into sports, the politics of nullification. Imagine for a second the U.S. invading Canada to prevent the CFL championship from taking place. That is what's happening in Gaza and the occupied West Bank. With little reason given, the Israeli government made the decision to cancel a Palestinian soccer match, and not just any match but the Palestinian National Football Club Championship, otherwise known as the FIFA Palestine Cup. The contest between Gaza's Kadamat Rafa Club and Nablus's FC Balata 
which is located in the central West Bank, had to be called off when Israel denied travel permits to the Gaza team. The trip would have just been a couple of miles. This is the second time that the game has been canceled, having already been postponed from July, when 31 of the Gaza club's 35 players were refused travel permits. Now, there's been no public reason given by the Israeli government for canceling the permits, although in previous months they have used the opaque phrase security concerns without specifying what security concerns a soccer team could possibly hold. The treatment of the team, however, is all too familiar to the two million people in Gaza who basically live in an open-air prison with access to the West Bank on offer only if deigned by the Israeli state. Jibril Rajoub, the head of Palestine's FIFA member association, said to Al Jazeera that Israel was trying to, quote, paralyze Palestinian players and even the Palestinian sports system in general, end quote. Israeli human rights groups, according to Al Jazeera, have also said that efforts such as this are done to drive a wedge between the West Bank and Gaza in order to thwart the national aspirations of the Palestinian people. But perhaps the reasoning is simpler than that. As Adam Serwer has written about Trump's various policies, both foreign and domestic, the cruelty is the point. This is a case where there's no justifiable reason to deny these visas other than cruelty other than trying to kill the hope and spirit of a people by denying them the culminating match of a sport that's so widely adored. This is about as ruthless a political use of sports as one can imagine. No cheering, no championship, just a military clampdown on what would have been a respite of joy. So far, there's been no comment by Johnny Infantino or any of the leadership of FIFA. This absolutely must change. After all, it's their damn tournament that's been canceled. It is FIFA that needs to decide if it will abide by the International Convention Against Apartheid in Sports. It is FIFA that must hold Israel to account, the way it held apartheid South Africa to account after much international pressure decades ago. This is a non-negotiable. Either there's freedom of sports for a FIFA member or there is not. If Israel decides unilaterally for FIFA that Palestinian soccer players are not to be afforded this freedom, then it must call into question whether Israel should hold FIFA membership at all. Palestinian soccer players aren't even being told to shut up and dribble. The ball itself has been taken away. We'll be back right after this with a quick word from Edge of Sports. Hey everybody out there, this is Dave Zirin with the Edge of Sports podcast. People got to know that we put this podcast on with elbow grease and and bubble gum on a weekly basis. And we're proud of the work that we do. We love it, but we can't do it without support from you, the listener. So please go to patreon.com slash edgeofsportspod and support the podcast. That's patreon.com slash edgeofsportspod. Any little bit you might give to support the podcast actually makes a huge difference to the work we're trying to do. That's patreon.com slash edgeofsportspod. We appreciate you. Make no mistake about it. And now, back to the Edge of Sports podcast. Now it's time for the part of the show where we give out our awards. The Just Stand Up and Just Sit Your Ass Down Award. The Just Stand Up Awards. Stand up! It's not exactly political this week, but it's what I wanted to... Uh, but, but it goes to somebody I really wanted to honor. This goes to King Felix, Felix Hernandez, the pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, who had his last start for Seattle just this past week after 15 years on the team. He's 33 years old. He's been pitching for the Mariners since he was 18 years old. He got a Cy Young in Seattle. He pitched a perfect game in Seattle. 
and he's just 1-8 on the season. So his time in Seattle is simply done, and it's not even clear where King Felix is going to pitch next year. But the connection between Felix Hernandez and that city is so intense that when he left the mound in the sixth inning, I mean, he, he was crying. And the crowd went absolutely barkers, and it reminded me for a moment about why we love sports, why we can't just be critics of sports, but why we also must actually immerse ourselves in the joy that it can bring. So just stand up award to the people of Seattle and to King Felix himself, Felix Hernandez. The Just Sit Your Ass Down Award Sit your ass down goes to the owners, the franchise owners, even though they act like the owners of the players themselves, in the National Football League. They are pushing really hard right now to turn the season into a 17-game affair. Absolute greed, absolute horror that they want to do this. The risk that this bestows on players and the risk that it bestows on the product is something that should be pushed back against as hard as humanly possible. Uh, Dan Lebetard on ESPN, he pointed out that the top three stories on ESPN's homepage, number one was about a player being carted off the field due to a concussion on a Thursday night football game. Number two was about a player being carted off the field after a concussion at that same Thursday night game. And the third story was about the NFL franchise owners push for a 17-game season. It's absolutely absurd. The greed is out of control. The players' lives are at risk and it's something that needs to stop. Uh, And the way it needs to stop is by strong action by the union themselves. So here's hoping that the NFL Players Association makes this not a negotiating chit in the latest collective bargaining uh, discussions, but actually draws a line in the sand and says, there is no way we're moving off a 16-game schedule. Uh, The health of the players matters too much. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's show. Thank you so much to Helen Wheelock for uh, being on with us to talk some WNBA. Thank you so much to uh, my producer of the show. Thank you so much to everybody out there listening. If you like the show, please go to uh, Apple, Stitcher, your podcast app of choice. Leave a little note give it a rating. All that stuff makes a huge difference in the various algorithms. Please subscribe to The Nation Magazine, the sponsor of this podcast. For everybody out there listening, please stay frosty. We are out of here. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.